You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's do it, everybody. Let's play it on a Wednesday, chilly Wednesday, January 30th and a Thursday, January 31st. It is another installment of Locked on Lions right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Derry with you. Yes, it's cold. Yes, nobody's in school. Yes, many of you are not at work. So let's talk a little Detroit Lions football and also what's going on down at the Super Bowl in Atlanta as Roger Goodell has met with the media. Coming up in a little bit, you will hear Goodell discuss what took place in the NFC Championship game, his take, his thoughts, what will happen in the future with possible blown calls and instant replay and pass interference that was not called on NRC of the LA Rams uh, two weeks ago. And I'll give you my take on it, and we'll play some of that audio coming up momentarily right here on Locked on Lions. Also, am I really about to commend your Detroit Lions for the moves they've made this offseason? Yes. Yes, I am. A new quarterbacks coach is in the fold to work with Matthew Stafford. We'll tell you who that is and my take on it as well. Coming up here on Locked On Lions, which you're listening to right here on Megaphone.fm, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We are everywhere. And if you are uh, listening on iTunes and you want to leave a review, please do that as well. We thank you for doing that. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. And also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Uh, Like our page and be a part of it as well. There's always comments for each and every podcast. Locked on Lions brought to you by MyBookie, the big game coming up this weekend. You want to put some money down, prop bets, whatever. Check out the folks at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookie. All right, let's start with the Lions news first. Then we'll do the Goodell stuff. Um, Tuesday night, last night, I was actually at Central Michigan. I was doing the Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan game on WEMU for Central with my guy Chad Bush. And I started getting texts. My buddy Al hits me up and a bunch of others. Hey, what do you think? Lions have a new quarterbacks coach. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? George Godsey's really gone? Uh, I know Nathan Litke uh, tweeted me that Godsey was leaving for the Dolphins. How about that? Jorge, George, Georgie boy, George Godsey, he of the very close... You know, as Rob Parker used to always say, CWPFs, close, warm, personal friends. George Godsey leaving the Lions to take the running backs coaching job with the Miami Dolphins, which is interesting, to say the least. To me, the Miami Dolphins are one of the worst franchises in the NFL. And yes, if you're going to leave Detroit in this weather right now to move down to Florida and South Beach, I I guess I see that. But I thought Godsey was always a good soldier of Bob Quinn's. After taking over as quarterback's coach this past season to work with Matthew Stafford. Uh, But here we are, right? Uh, Godsey is now gone. And the Lions replacing him with Texans quarterback's coach Sean Ryan. Ryan's been in the NFL for 12 years. The last two years running the Texans quarterbacks after being the Texans wide receivers coach in 2016. And a guy, of course, that has Lions or at least Quinn and Patricia ties. Uh, not necessarily because he worked with those guys in New England, but because he worked with Bill O'Brien, who worked with Patricia and Quinn um, in New England. But what a, what a really solid hire. How can you argue this? Uh, Sean Ryan, pretty well regarded around the league, is not necessarily a buddy ball hire. He's a guy that has worked with Deshaun Watson the last two years. Well respected. And what I find interesting about this, and I think is a good 
good news for the Lions is that this is a lateral move for Sean Ryan. If you're working with Deshaun Watson and you're the quarterback's coach of the Texans, unless he's getting paid a lot more money, this is a lateral move going from Houston as quarterback's coach to Detroit as quarterback's coach. Right? Now, some could say the same for Godsey going from QB. To me, if Godsey wants to be an offensive coordinator again, wouldn't he stay as quarterback's coach with Matthew Stafford? I don't know. And with Daryl Bevel there, the chance for Godsey of moving up is gone. We know he was in the mix. Heck, Dave Burkett uh, reported today that Charlie Weiss admits he interviewed for the Lions OC job. But that's neither here nor there. But to go from Texans QB's coach to Lions QB's coach looks like a lateral move. But for Detroit, to be able to eject a guy out of Houston in a pretty good situation with the Texans, working with, some would argue, a better quarterback, into Sean Watson on a better team, that's not arguable. The Texans made the playoffs and won their division. Won the AFC South. I believe won 11 games this year. So I like this. Uh, I think it's a good move by the Lions to get this guy in Sean Ryan. He's not what you would expect in terms of a, like I said, Patricia or Quinn guy because we know last year's staff, Matt Patricia's coaching staff, was chock full of Syracuse guys and Patricia buddies. So a good get by the Lions to get Sean Ryan, who has had some success working with the Texans wide receivers, the Texans quarterbacks. He worked with the Giants and Eli Manning for a couple of years. And we know they've had some success there in New York, uh, winning Super Bowls and going to the playoffs. So uh, Sean Ryan, the new, the new guy, taking over as quarterbacks coach in the Lions, confirming that uh, last night after it was first reported by Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. So I like the move. And again, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford now will be working with his third different quarterbacks coach in three years. Of course, Brian Callahan a couple of years ago, uh, George Godsey last year, and now um, Sean Ryan, who comes over from Houston and has a pretty good pedigree. So I I like the move. I think what the Lions are doing with their coaching staff has been pretty good. They're going to need a new running backs uh, coach, as David Walker announced yesterday that Uh, He's stepping down and retiring uh, as running backs coach and going uh, into focusing on his family and some other ventures, it sounds like. Uh, David Walker had been with the Lions even before Matt Patricia got there. And it was a guy, actually, who was one of my classmates at Syracuse, was a running back at Syracuse and uh, spent a lot of time in the NFL with the Colts and, of course, with the Lions. So David Walker moving on. So the Lions will be looking for a new running backs coach. But I like the hire of Sean Ryan. And you look at this offseason and what the Lions have done adding to their coaching staff, uh, bringing in Daryl Bevel from the outside, not necessarily a guy that has Quinn or Patricia major ties. Now Sean Ryan. Uh, I like it. This offense needs a rebranding. This offense needs better coaching. It does. Uh, If you told me at the start of the offseason that the Lions were going to keep George Godsey and Jim Bob Cooter, and now you're telling me they're going to trade those two for Sean Ryan and Daryl Bevel? Those are upgrades. And while we're looking a lot at the draft, and we talked Senior Bowl the other day, um, you know, with, with Jeff Risden right here on Locked On Lions, and and we talked to uh, Trevor Sikama from uh, Locked On NFL Draft about the Senior Bowl, and everybody's talking about defense at eight and what the Lions are looking to do, and they need an edge guy, and they need a cornerback and everything else. We know this, all right? Mm. The Lions, they need offensive help. They need more creativity on offense. Uh, they need their quarterback to play better. Maybe, just maybe, 
Sean Ryan comes in, and I'm not tell, telling you that he's going to turn Matthew Stafford into Deshaun Watson. Um, but over the last two years, Watson's you know passer rating's been 103.1. Stafford's this year was 89. So I like it this higher a lot, and I think it will help Matthew Stafford. And I give the Lions credit for thinking outside the box and kind of stealing this guy away from Houston. So a good move uh, by the Lions for sure to get uh, Sean Ryan in here um, as quarterback's coach. All right, coming up next, you'll hear from Roger Goodell. I'm actually going to defend the NFL commissioner in a second. But first, got to tell you about our friends of my bookie. They are back for Super Bowl week, and why not? People have been asking for gambling advice. What do you think of the line? Patriots are favored, everything else. All right, but you're going to put some money down this weekend. You got to do it with my bookie. All right, got to check them out. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people you bet with my bookie. All right, they are your best bet for this weekend. They've been in business for years, they've got great reviews online. Mobile site, very easy to use. All right, lay down some cash, win big today with my bookie. I'm urging you to go with them because when you win, they pay. You're not going to wait. You're not going to be like, what's going on with this site? Refresh your browser. They've got in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, uh, over-unders for the Super Bowl, whatever you want. The prop bets are all there with MyBookie. All you got to do is join MyBookie today, and they will match your deposit dollar, dollar for dollar. So you put 50 bucks down, they'll give you $50 to play with. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account and claim that bonus. Put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookie. All right, so State of the Union address going on in Atlanta today for the Super Bowl. As, of course, we got the Rams and the Patriots coming up this weekend. State of the Union means Roger Goodell, the embattled, the uh, overly uh, overpaid commissioner of the NFL, a guy who I think has taken to this, what's the word I'm looking for, bad guy kind of status. I think he likes it. I think he likes being the heel in the NFL. Many people blame him for the problems around the league, Uh, the Kaepernick situation, uh, 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 the officiating problems, the issues with favoritism around the league. Um, you know, why aren't there more African-American GMs and coaches? And people point to Roger Goodell and maybe his brashness and his cockiness as a problem around the NFL. And people think he's got to go. Well, today, of course, you knew that writers, both national and from New Orleans, were going to press Roger about the issues with the NFC Championship game and the officiating, which for many of you, believe cost the Saints the Super Bowl. And I believe that the call uh, that was not called in the pass interference with under two minutes to go on NRC, as he's known, Nikel Roby Coleman of the Rams, was egregious. Roby Coleman admitted it was pass interference. And for the last two weeks, that's all we've heard about. Nobody's talking about the fact that the Saints were even throwing the football in that situation. And Sean Payton and Drew Brees handled the clock, uh, you know, like a like a like a smushed up hamburger, okay? It was horrible, but yes, that call was egregious and terrible, and missed by the side judge, by the umpire, by all these people on the field. 
that are supposed to be getting those calls right. And for games like that, the NFC Championship game, are supposed to be the best in the business on the field, ensuring that some set of eyes somewhere saw pass interference, helmet to helmet, etc. Here's Goodell today, and we got this audio courtesy of CBS Sports. Here's Goodell today being asked about his reaction to the call, where we're going with this, an instant replay, and how he feels going into the Super Bowl with the Saints not being there. Check it out. Jeff, let me start um, just uh, on the basis of listen, we understand the frustration of the fans. Um, I've talked to Coach Payton, uh, the team, the players. Uh, we understand the frustration uh, that they feel right now, and we uh, certainly want to address that. So um, whenever officiating is part of any kind of discussion post-game, it's never a good outcome for us. Uh, we know that. Our clubs know that. Our officials know that. Uh, but we also know our officials are human. We also know that they're officiating a game that moves very quickly and have to make snap decisions under difficult circumstances. And they're not going to get it right every time. As I say, they're human. Uh, we have worked very hard to bring technology in to try to make sure we can do whatever is possible to address those issues. Uh, but technology is not going to solve all those issues. The game is not officiated by robots. It's not, it's not going to be. But we have to continue to go down that path. Um, go back specifically on a Sunday night. Uh, I think Coach Payton spoke to uh, Al Riveron, our head of officials, uh, immediately after the game. Al told him that that's the play we want to have called. Uh, I have spoken to him. Troy Vincent, the head of football operations, has spoken to him. I've spoken to Mrs. Benson. Uh, Coach has also spoken to the competition committee, uh, Rich McKay, chairman. So there's been a great deal of communication uh, and making sure that they understand that. Um, as finally, as far as where we can go, um, we will look again at instant replay. There have been a variety of proposals over the last... Um, frankly, 15, 20 years of should replay be expanded. Uh, it does not cover judgment calls. This was a judgment call. The other complication is that it was a no call. And uh, our coaches and clubs have been very resistant, and there has not been support to date about having a replay official or somebody in New York throw a flag when there's no flag. Uh, they have uh, not voted for that in the past. Uh, it doesn't mean that we won't. It's something that we're going to put to the competition committee, see if there's an answer to that. But the reality is that it's been uh, at least an opposition philosophically for many clubs. All right, that audio courtesy of CBSSports.com. There is Roger Goodell's comments. Here's a couple of things on the issue. Number one, uh, I, I want to go back and, and localize this to you, the Lions fan, listening here on Locked on Lions today. Because... All we've heard for the last few weeks is, oh, the Saints, and oh, Sean Payton's so upset, and the, the fans deserve better in New Orleans. Screw that. All right? The Saints lost the game. The Saints had their chances to put the Rams away in that game. The Saints had a chance to run the ball three times into the line, have Lutz kick the field goal, and win that game. They elected to get very, very... Uh, 
they they got very tri- they got very tricky with the football, and they got uh, very loose with the football and decided to start throwing and getting all pass happy. When, when they they started this, they've also won a Super Bowl. They also have Drew Brees and Sean Payton, who are both going to the Hall of Fame. We got nothing here like that. So this poor Saint stuff, and they've got to change the rules for New Orleans. What about us? What about 2014-15? What about the egregious call in, in, in Dallas on that January Sunday when Brandon Pettigrew was interfered with by Anthony Hitchens? And the flag came down, and the call was made, and then the call was reversed, and no one said a word. That was worse. So that still pisses me off. Peyton, at least, is coming forward and bitching up a storm and continues to talk about it. Today, he did a press conference again, and he said, I I sat and ate ice cream for three days. I was so pissed. Jim Caldwell, and this is one of the worst things about Jim Caldwell, he barely fought for it. He just kept saying, nope, we got to move on. Nope, we got to move on. And I think here in Detroit, we wanted some fight from the Reverend. We wanted our head coach to, to bitch and complain a little bit and have our backs, and he didn't. He didn't. All right? Dan Orlovsky even tweeted out today, Bro, bro, I was sidelines for this gem. They, they called pass interference, marked off the flag, reset the chains in a new first down, blew the whistle, started a new play, were running new personnel on the field. Then they regather and change the call. It was baloney. Yeah, Orlovsky's right. That's number one because I wanted to localize it. Number two, I agree with Roger Goodell. He comes out today and says, look, we messed up. Our officials blew the call. I called Al Riveron to call. I called uh, Al Riveron, told him to call uh, uh, Peyton. I talked to Sean Peyton, Goodell said. I talked to Mrs. Benson, the owner. I've talked to people in New Orleans. We messed it up. But I'm with Goodell on this. Let's move on. We want to change all pass interference rules. We want to add new officials. If you want to add another official onto the field, that's fine. But are we going to start with a new official up in the booth and we're going to have people in New York buzzing the people in New Orleans to stop the game? I think that's ridiculous. The bottom line is those officials on the field screwed up. They missed it. If you've ever been on an NFL sideline, and I'm not telling you that I'm down there a lot. I'm not Burkett. I'm not Mikey. I'm not Rodgers. All right? I'm not Jennifer Hammond. I'm not down there on the sidelines all the time. I'm not Chris Burke. Whatever. But I've been to enough games. I've been on the sidelines at the end of games. It's such a fast-moving, crazy-paced, physical game that I could understand the officials Messing up big time. It's an F up. They all missed it. Crazy to me. Especially when Roby Coleman headbutted the dude in the head, which should have been something. Pass interference, helmet to helmet. But I'm with Goodell, actually. Are we going to turn pass interference now into something that is going to be utilized with instant replay? Are we going to put robots on the field? I think judgment calls are a part of the game. I do. I think judgment calls should stay judgment calls. Do I think that officiating crew should not be working next year's NFC Championship game? Okay, that's fine. 
You make a mistake, you earn a consequence. I'm not saying fire them all. But in New Orleans, the signage above the, the highways, the, the Saints fans still bitching about it. Somebody asking Goodell today, is this Super Bowl matchup tainted? Stop. Please. How come nobody asked if the Packers and Cowboys in the, in the, NFC, champ, or in the NFC Divisional round that next week was tainted? Because the Lions deserve to be there. No one said that. These guys make mistakes. But Pete Morelli and his crew in Dallas on that January day in, in 2015 screwed the Lions worse. They made the right call, then reversed it, and then what was the explanation? It's still to this day muddy four years later. That's my point. But I'm with Goodell on this. I'm with Goodell on it. I think he's right in what he's saying. All right, coming up next, one more note on the Super Bowl, which I will bring to you next here on Locked on Lions. All right, so this weekend we've got Rams and we've got Patriots coming up uh, in the Super Bowl. And people are going to continue to um, discuss Tom Brady's future. And I saw an interview that he did with Jeff Jeff Darlington from ESPN the other day. And Darlington asked Brady, is this your last game? I've got to ask. And Brady said, 0% chance that happens. Can we stop with the narrative of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick retiring? Why would they? Why would Bill Belichick and Tom Brady hang him up? Why would this be their last game? Number one, we know Josh McDaniels, for some odd reason, is waiting in the wings and won't accept other jobs. Heck, he accepted the Colts job last year and then, and then turned it down. He will be the next coach of the Patriots. But Tom Brady has said he wants to play until he's 45, and right now he's 41-42. He's got three years left. He wants to do something for himself, for his family, for the organization, and that is play till he's 45. So if the Patriots were to somehow win on Sunday, and we'll go over predictions and everything else tomorrow, please, can we stop asking Tom Brady, the former Michigan Wolverine? I love how uh, Michigan fans who wanted Drew Henson for three years uh, glom onto Brady now like they loved him at college. Tom Brady had like one game in college where he was embraced by Michigan fans, and that was the Orange Bowl against Alabama. Other than that, he was always second fiddle. Heck, he was third fiddle for a while when they had Scott Dreisbach there, and he was third string. And no one knew who he was. But that's neither here nor there. Tom Brady's not going anywhere. He's amazing. The dude's playing in his ninth Super Bowl. He's won five already. But to to somehow assimilate and and to uh, believe that this is it for him, or, or to even ask him that question, why would you ask? He's in great shape. Patriots protect him very well. The offense is suited around him. The offensive line keeps him untouched. He hasn't been sacked yet in the playoffs, uh, which is incredible. And I think he's uh, he's going to play till he's 45. And Belichick is still relatively young in his 60s, and I think he's going to continue to coach. There's assistant coaches in the NFL coaching at age 70. So as, as much as I think people are tired of the Brady-Belichick thing, you got to admit, you may never see anything like this again. It's pretty impressive. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Lions for this Wednesday, cold Wednesday, into a chilly Thursday, January 31st uh, on Thursday. Thanks to our friends at MyBookie. Check them out for all your bets this weekend. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.